welcome once again to yet another episode of Two Noobs Talking. It is episode 118, and Happy New Year to everybody. I am, of course, Matt Craig. I am joined by my two great friends over here. Happy New Year to you both, Mr. John Tracy and Mr. Steve Murray. John, how you doing, man? What's going on? I know we're recording well, New Year's Eve, happy but Happy New Year to you. <laughs> doing okay? Yeah, doing fine. Steve, uh, how are you, sir? Doing all doing good? Doing well. Why don't, why don't you tell everyone, uh, since we're recording on New Year's Eve, why don't you tell everyone what you're doing this evening? Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll be the 12th. Uh, I guess it's the iteration now. It's not the annual, because obviously with COVID being... A uh, little bit of a bump in the in the proverbial road there, but we're having the Old Man's Winter Classic in Exton. Power play ranks. Uh, really looking forward to it. We got about forty skaters, uh, three goalies, and uh, even got a youth game going on. So I mean, we've I mean, pull out all the stops for this, and uh, I think we're gonna have a good crowd. And uh, yeah, my buddy Steve Rowe out there, and uh, yeah, it's great to be able to kind of get back to the tradition. That should never have happened. You know, should have always continued on. Obviously, with COVID being. And how many uh, years has it been since you've done this? Uh, it has been three years. So I, I famously right. went out there actually on Monday this week to practice because I had not skated in three years. Blades are good. Everything's good. But of course, I slipped and fell uh, spectacularly out there and thought I tore my meniscus, but I didn't. I had a nice bruise. Um, but was then visited by a nice eight-year-old kid who came over and skated by and said, are you okay, sir? I look up at him and I'm fine, son. I'm okay. Just go away. You know? <laughs> well, since, since this episode will not air until January, uh, what, 4th? 4th, I think it is. Yeah. 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 Since will not, uh, let me be the first to pass along my condolences for the passing of Matt Craig. <laughs> uh, in, in lieu of flowers, you may send Oreo Ritz crackers to John Tracy. <laughs> uh, no, exactly. Speaking of John, speaking of John, we have at, a trophy at four, presentation. Yes, at four six one somewhere in South Texas. <laughs> we have yes. a trophy presentation for one John Tracy. Nice. Oh, oh my God! I would like to. I would like to thank first of all Kyler Mary for fucking whatever injury you had to fall off, and I would like to. Then thank Jimmy Garoppolo for running in the next game and getting injured 33 seconds later. Um, <laughs> and John was like, well, that's the end of my year. <laughs> At that point. You know you could have signed another quarterback, right? <laughs> I did, and he was already hurt, and then I gave up. That's great. Oh, my god. So gosh. the 2022 Toilet Bowl champion of the Tournament yes. League goes to Mr. John Tracy. Look, that has is been this, is this the in the league. You've won it way second. more than twice, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got I'm one championship. To... I know I know I have a one or how many? That's interesting. I'm gonna... I think you have one Super Bowl. Yeah, yes. for sure. Uh, but only you definitely have. <laughs> you only have. You are, yeah, you only have one Super Bowl, but I believe yeah. you have multiple, multiple toilet. Yeah, we'll have to look that up later. Good for yeah, me. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'll, I'll give that uh, information. Yeah. I got to check that out. That is cool. That's Go amazing. Me. Thanks, Mary. 
what what I love about the uh, that trophy is I think it's been in the league since like the late nineties. Has to be. Oh and yeah, the toilet paper has yeah. to be on there since the late nineties, right, Steve? The toilet paper has not changed. So this <laughs> you are looking at what is likely because this is twenty. This is year twenty seven. Yeah. So you are likely looking at what would probably be twenty three to twenty five year old toilet paper. Oh my gosh! Look it's, at that. Back when they made that stuff good. <laughs> yeah, you know, back when COVID, back when COVID started, I wasn't nervous about the toilet paper shortage because I had an extra roll here that, that <laughs> used in a pinch, and it was not made in China like everything else. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Little, right. little dusty though. Little, little dusty. Well, I mean, you paper. can't touch it now. It's like a relic. I mean, for God's sakes, we'll have to get a photo of that. Send me a photo of that later on, Steve. We'll I will throw do it up that. there in post-production. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. That but speaking of speaking of rants, uh, this uh, over 40 segment brought to you by Steve Marty is sponsored by W Energy Drinks. Go to www.w.gg. And if you place an order there, you can get 10% off your order by promo code Two noobs talking. That's T O O noobs talking. So go to www.w.gg. Steve, what do you got for your rant? All right. My over 40 rant, timely, has to do with, sorry, just sending you a text message. Uh, has to do with <laughs> New Year's Eve and Times uh, Square. What the hell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth? possesses people to go oh. and stand shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. for, you know, I, I understand they start getting there hours ahead of midnight. Yeah. To yes. do this. They're probably Just gathering watch, right now. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's almost new. Easily. Year, I would yeah, guess easily. Now. And you're probably not going to the bathroom because you lose your spot. So I, mm-hmm. these people probably stink. Oh, they're in New York City to begin with, which is, you know. And it's raining, by the way. You know, oh, you got that. I didn't even think of that. Of that. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that's going to suck. The, why? I, I don't understand <laughs> the fascination. And they're, they're, I'm sure they're drinking, too. So, you know, they're, they're riled <laughs> up and boozed up. They smell of liquor. It's like, what uh, the hell? Yeah. I, I, would, I, I would much rather Bethlehem PA drops a peep. I would mm-hmm. much rather go watch that drop, but the problem is they drop it at 6 p.m. So, yeah, yeah. you know, not really uh, here. No, but I'm sorry. Very, go ahead. What was your question? No, I was just going to say, sure. like, uh, I mean, my, my sister and brother-in-law are up there in New York City, like, right now, but they're not in Times Square. They're going to be, like, in a jazz bar, I think, somewhere, mm-hmm. like, a, some studio or something like that, away from all of that nonsense. I can't even imagine going up there right now, if you're on the East Coast in around that area and trying to get into it's got to be so incredibly not to mention difficult to get there but then to find a parking spot and then on top of that you're like you're paying the parking in new york city forget that i'm not even doing that at all you know that kind of a deal no doesn't appeal to me at all no you know in that regard but yeah well my gosh my take my take is it's probably one of those things that gets romanticized but when you actually do it yeah. mm-hmm. you're like eh, this wasn't yeah. what i was expecting i mean not yeah. to not, not to go tvma here but you know it's like <laughs> sex on the beach is romanticized and i've never done it but i'm sure the second you get a grain of sand in there you're not going to be happy 
You're all going to turn into Anakin Skywalker. Oh, I hate sand. <laughs> it's so coarse and rough. Oh. It gets everywhere. It's so true. Yeah. Back in uh, back in 06, I was up in New York during New Year's Eve, but I, I went to go see uh, the Black Crows perform at Madison Square Garden. And okay. During the day, I was walking around, of course, you know, checking out New York. It was probably like my fourth time ever there. And mm. me and my brother were walking towards Times Square, just, you know, just to walk around. And I just, mm. my, my thought was just like, I could, no way. No absolute yeah. bleeping way could I, and it was probably noonish when we when we walked over there. Like, I couldn't say, for 12 hours? No thanks. Like, yeah. Put your diapers ready. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I was just, yeah, no way, no way. You know, guys, I haven't been to New York City since the 80s. Like, I have Ooh, not touched wow. that city. Yeah. Well, I, the last time I went up there was, like, in, I think in 88. And it was, like, a band thing. I think we were, like, going up there for the you know couple of days and then coming back down. And um, so we get up there. <laughs> we're in buses, right? So we're getting off at the United Nations. That was our first stop. And the moment those doors opened, the stench from that city. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was like one of my friends who was in the percussion section at the time said, Smell that great New York area. He took a sniff and he was <laughs> coughing and like hacking. You know, it was like so incredibly, hilariously funny. But it was so horrible. Oh my gosh. I, I've never you know, been back. Yeah. Never been we back. Don't, we don't have any viewers or listeners in the New York City area, right? So, I don't no. think they don't like us. I, no. <laughs> we're, we're global. That's what we're doing all over <laughs> right. the place now. So I mean, I got a deal. Yeah, great, great. Hell yeah! <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a big fan of British comedy, man. Monty Python, Me are too. you being oh, served? Dude. All that good stuff. Oh hell yeah! Dude, yeah, yeah. it's the only comedy. I don't like I don't like it's the crappy best comedy in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's the best Absolutely. comedy in the world. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm not just Trying saying to suck up to the Great Britain uh, viewers. Yeah. And <laughs> I actually mean that. We love the arts. No, they're it's, it's oh, beautiful yeah. for sure. Heck yeah! Why you got a fun fact? Not? from from and this is my only my experience everybody i've met from overseas england great britain like like ireland why are you so damn nice like great conversation never never was like man i really don't like that person from said play it's the people i don't like notice that yeah it's weird no yeah i have noticed that with the be nicer yeah, you would think. I mean, for crying out loud. Uh, but yeah, then don't attend a, a soccer class. match and you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I haven't attended a soccer match, so I have no idea. <laughs> that would have been fun, like for me. Like, that's like a bucket list item, like go to Man U game, but then it's like Manchester United, but then at the same time, it's like, eh, whatever riot breaks out. Then it's like, ah, I probably want to get the hell out of there. I, 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 I don't like sporting events as is. I don't think I could, I don't think I could take it to that level, knowing that, you know, it's going to be that crazy. Yeah. But, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So speaking of fu- other yeah. countries, I found out just recently, this was the other day, that there, there is a walkable road that is 14,000 miles long. It goes from Cape Town, South Africa to Russia. Oh. Um, it doesn't, I, I Google mapped it, of course. It doesn't look like it's going to be a fun walk, but it is at the actual world's largest walkable road wow 14, Matt, i hear 000. i hear john volunteering yes. to walk that for the next <laughs> yeah as long as he doesn't live stream it that's all i care about there, better be, there <laughs> better be serious money for me to do that 
Yeah. I don't like to walk down the block, let alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't run unless getting chased. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm a very slow person at this point. Yeah, I think the longest I've ever walked is probably about two, two and a half miles. And it's, I can't even imagine 14,000. That, that's yeah. like, man, alive. You know, it's like, I think it like if you normally walk three miles an hour, right? You know, and you extrapolate that out. I mean, we're not going to do the math here, but man alive, that would be crazy. Maybe I'll throw that up in post production. How long it, it would actually walk. take you to walk that? That's crazy. They had the um, stats in the article I was reading, and it was it was funny at the end. They said, you know, average walk, blah, blah, blah. I forget what the numbers were. Uh, it yeah. would take you this many days with eight hours of walking. And then it said it would oh. take you this long continuously walking, but nobody, and I mean nobody, <laughs> will yeah. do that. No. And right. like, who's going to walk continuously yeah. for however many days that if, if Matt yeah. walks it two miles a day, oh. apparently it's his maximum limit, which I cannot believe two miles is the farthest you've ever walked. Uh, but if you do two miles a day, that'll just take you around 7,000 some days. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, no thank you. some money behind that. Yeah, hard pass. <laughs> Probably walking that. through yeah. some nasty countries too. too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, not to mention all kinds of wildlife and all kinds of oh, stuff yeah. like in South Africa and you're heading well, you're, into yeah, you're yeah, pretty no, much thank walking you. directly through the middle of Africa. So I'm sure there are some places you might be able to walk, but it might not be known to no. man or not inhabited <laughs> yeah. for a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gosh, that's that's crazy. All right, Chance. Well, why don't we just go ahead and just as we kick off the new year, twenty twenty three, guys, we got an interesting article here for topic one. Headline, stop complaining, says billionaire investor Charlie Munger. Quote, everybody's five times better off than they used to be. End quote. Wow. Uh, so this is an interesting article, gentlemen, kind of as we kind of were talking about a little bit in pre-production. I'll just read a little bit from it. Billionaire Charlie Munger thinks we should be all or thinks we should all be a lot happier. Munger, the longtime investment partner and friend of fellow billionaire Warren Buffett says he doesn't understand why people today aren't more content with what they have, especially compared to harder times throughout history. Munger said this at the annual meeting of the daily journal gents quote, people are less happy about the state of affairs than they were when things were tougher. Uh, he continues on. He's a 98 year old, by the way. So he's lived through some difficult times, obviously great depression, that kind of a thing. It's weird for somebody my age because I was in the middle of the Great Depression when the hardship was unbelievable. Uh, during that annual meeting, Munger complained that envy is a driving factor for too many people today. Before the early 1800s, there were thousands of years where, according to him, quote, life was pretty brutal, short, limited, and what, you, what have you. There was no printing press, no air conditioning, no modern medicine. Uh, the article then uh, finishes off this, guys, if nothing else, Munger's sense of widespread envy in today's world might be right on the money. Recent studies show that roughly, now get this, 75% of people are envious of someone else in any given year. So with that being said, John, uh, what do you think uh, in regards to these, you know, this article and what Munger is saying here? Does he have a valid point or... He's got a point. Just blow up smoke our ass. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I loved I loved Steve's response to this uh, when the tech when when we 
all got the article. He was like, that's pretty simplistic. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, he's absolutely... That, yeah. The dude, the dude's throwing stones, like, that would be like... That's like me talking to a guy that just started like in my in my job and i'm just sitting there going oh you know you've got it so much better because we've got you know, new rules we got these things it all take you, yeah. you just got it so better than when i started it, it's ridiculous like yeah my starting point wasn't his starting point so i don't have the same perspective that he has. i understand mm-hmm. that yes should we as a society should we be more grateful and less envious Thanks, Instagram. Thanks, Facebook. Uh, you kind of yep. ruined things for us. Yes, we should be more grateful. We should be more. But mm. you can't tell a millennial to act white, son, because I went through the Depression. Mm. It, it doesn't make any sense to, yeah. to make that argument. Yeah. Yeah. How well, why don't we go? Educate us about the Depression and educate us about those times instead of telling us we're we're wrong and we should be better because you went through that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That's a valid point. You're right. Because I think he's looking at, let's just say he's looking at um, you know, a diamond, but he's looking at it from a different angle than we are, obviously, and that's a huge factor, but since uh, Steve brought it up, Steve, it, it's a great, I, when John was talking and shared uh, your thoughts with me, and was like, oh, that was very simplistic. One, I thought that was a brilliant take, but why don't you go ahead and elaborate a little bit further on that? Um, you know, what do you think is so simplistic about that, his particular answers or, or thought process there? I believe the term I actually used was oversimplified. There yes. you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. And John really kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, there, mm. there's... There are aspects of what he said that are true. I mean, and there's envy is not a good thing, and it's, it, you know, distorts your view of how things are going for you. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, you can't just say, well, you know, people were taking shits in the street in the 1800s, so you should be grateful now that you've got toilets in your home. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, you can't. <laughs> can't compare things the way they are now mm-hmm. to the way things used to be and say well because things were shit back then you have to be happy now mm. that's that way too oversimplifies the, the whole issue because yeah. yeah things are better than they used to be then but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're that we should just let things be now and that we can't mm-hmm. affect changes that could make things even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It, yeah. And, and I, I struggled to come up with an analogy for this, but you can't you can't just be content now and say, oh, everything's everything's fine. We got toilets. We're good. Yeah, we're no. good. We don't, no. have to worry. we don't have to worry about it. Nope. Nope. No. We don't need to invent anything. We don't need to try anything. No. Nope. Nope. We're good. <laughs> I mean, last time I checked, guys, water treatment is still a big issue. Obviously, we got wastewater problems still, right? I mean, we still have those particular problems that we need to solve. You're yeah, exactly I mean, right, that, Steve. What's that city in Mississippi that doesn't have running water? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're fucking things up down Flint, there. Michigan yeah. is another yeah, one. Flint, Michigan. Does Flint, yeah. Michigan still have water problems? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's 2022. Those, but those people, those people shouldn't be complaining because back in the 1700s, you had to take a shit in a pot and throw it in the street and use a, I don't yeah. even know what, a broom to sweep it down to your neighbors and make their place stink. You know? Yeah. At least, at least you've got a faucet the water can come out of now. <laughs> So you should be happy, even if yeah. even if you're drinking lead. 
<laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a great point. It's a great point. Um, just further on this, and I'll, I guess I'll just add additional my thoughts on this. Munger pointed to the work of Harvard psychologist Steven Pinker, who has argued that the quality of life around the world has improved dramatically over the past century or two, citing evidence such as longer life expectancies, reduced global poverty. Critics of Pinker's work, though, say that his views are overly simplified and ignorant of negative aspects of modern life, from growing wealth inequality, yawn, to the ongoing existence of violence and political instability. Check. Factors that can cause real suffering. I would agree with with that latter statement. I'm not so sure about wealth inequality. I think, you know, in terms of the America here, we're like, I've heard it said, and I tend to agree, that people that are on the lower end, you know, below middle class are still richer than the people that are like living in Africa, you know, in that regard. So I think we're very blessed in that that sense. Absolutely. It doesn't make it it a good thing, and they should be happy about that. Exactly. You've got more money than somebody living in the bush in Africa, so you you should be grateful for what you got. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I understand understand that kind of argument with with corporate corporate, um, riches to individual Mm -hmm. riches because it's it's very different. Back in the 80s, there was more individual wealth than there was corporate wealth. Now it's, you know, going whoop, the other way. I can understand why people are mad. Like, Walmart makes all the money and, you know, the average, your average Joe doesn't. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, and it goes on further in the article, gentlemen. It's like basically in 2019, Munger downplayed the effects of wealth and income inequality, claimed that the politicians who were screaming about it are idiots. Now, every politician is an idiot. <laughs> I completely agree with that, too, um, in that regard. But it's... It's what you do with your money that has a lot to do with it, too. Uh, what are you trying to do to help, you know, further society along here, you know, in that regard? What legacy are you kind of leaving? Not that legacies are important, but, like, if you're able to amass a great amount of wealth, you know, in that regard, the idea is... Honestly, you don't want to hoard it all because, you know, having a ton of money doesn't necessarily give you a lot of, you know, happiness. You you can't take it with you. You can't. Exactly. You can't take it with you. Come in with nothing. Guess what? You're going to leave with nothing. So it's how you express, you know, through your financial givings, that kind of a deal, you know, what kind of an impact you're going to make on society at large in that regard. Um Munger has this very interesting quote, and I guess we'll leave it at this, guys. I don't know. You know, We'll get your thoughts on this. Um, I can't change the fact that a lot of people are very unhappy and feel very abused after everything's improved by about 600%. I think he's throwing that out there, guys. Because there's still somebody else who has more. Random number. Random number, 600%. But I think that's an interesting quote in the fact that there are a lot of unhappy people. I get his point and I understand his point, but it's how you're, how are you addressing that at the end of the day? Are you helping those people, you know, for like a day or a week or a month? Are you uplifting? Are you giving to, you know, philanthropic ideas and and charities and things along those lines? Are you starting up clinics? Are you starting up a hospital? Are you doing something that... You know, that improves the quality of life, continues to improve the quality of life rather than bitching about it. You know, I get people are upset. I get that. 
or are you doing something more when you have an elevated status is my question if you know, he's if he's doing any charitable giving it's all being obfuscated by the fact that he's basically telling poor people to shut the fuck up yeah uh, <laughs> stop it's whining. not a good look you know yeah to no, your point. it's not and it's easy to say a, oh things a, are better it's a it's a bad look being a billionaire like this oh, is yeah. not well, this is not the soapbox. Yeah, this is not the soapbox. That's what I was gonna say. It's really easy to say, oh, <laughs> things are way better than they used to be, so you should be grateful when you're taking a piss in your twenty thousand dollar gold plated toilet. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, guys. Well, here we go. Topic number two of episode one eighteen. And well, this is a very interesting discussion. All three of us, of course, being hockey guys. We had an interesting call that happened between the Colorado Avalanche and the New York Islanders in a recent game that took place. I think it was, John, when was it? A couple of weeks ago, maybe, I think, or something like that. I don't yeah, know when. Last but... week, the week before that, something like that. Yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead. Uh, we're going to just uh, throw this up here real quick. Um, it's an interesting call. We're just going to just play this uh, without any sort of audio. But mm -hmm. so you guys can see here is Kale McCarr. He loses an edge. Oh, we got a penalty. And you see Makar there kind of waving everything off. Matt Barzal, of course, there of the New York Islanders. <laughs> He's confused. Well, what, what did I just do? <laughs> you know, in that regard. And uh, there was some talking here and there. Um, and it doesn't look like Barzal's going to the bench. And then, of course, the ref, which we're not going to play, he he announces to the, uh, to the audience, basically, or to the crowd out there, there's no penalty on the play. And you can see there's a slow motion He's absolutely right. There's no penalty on the play. No. And here's a little goal. bit better look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can see, boom, there's the edge loss, but Barzal's just nowhere near him. So as we go ahead and uh, transition back, gentlemen, um, John, why don't you go ahead and take it? Um, since you brought it to us, what, yes. what are your thoughts on this here? I, it was very interesting when I could, the, the headline was, I felt guilty. And I was like, Hockey, why are you feeling getting? You hit somebody? I checked out stuff. Me and Matt watched the video the other day. We watched it for a good five minutes. I've seen it from literally every angle that you could see it from. And it couldn't be a penalty even if you, you know, even if you were ESPN and you only showed little clips and lied to everybody about it, it still isn't a penalty. Yeah. But the sportsmanship is what I find fascinating because this is something that is lost in all sports you have mm -hmm. soccer where, where people fall down and act like they just got shot from the stands you know after <laughs> hockey players basketball players still they, look at football players with uh with the uh eagles offense they're falling left and right they're flat backing like wrestlers like oh my ankle oh my elbow mm -hmm. like we need a break all non-sportsman like things to see this um dude just straight up be like wasn't i he didn't touch me i didn't fall down it wasn't a penalty that's cool yeah my only question is my only question mm. is is this the same move you would make because this is the regular season of hockey you know game six game seven the stanley cup when it's a tie game or maybe you're down or up by one do you make that same sportsman move i would hope he would because i would that would mean something to me because that's everything on the line and that's showing that he has a heart yeah. Um, for the audio listeners, I'm not sure we've actually explained that Kale McCarr, the guy who got fell down, yep. uh, went to the official and actually told him mm -hmm. I was not tripped. 
I just yes. retired. Yes. Y- yeah, exactly. Yeah, he. you could definitely tell in the clip that he waves off. He's basically saying, no, 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 no. It, there's no penalty on yeah, this that play. Was, it didn't I, happen. I lost an edge, <laughs> essentially. And then after a little bit of a discussion, you could definitely see that the ref waved it off. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question, uh, John, because, I mean, you know, let's just fast forward. Islanders are playing Colorado, but it's June. It's the Stanley Cup final, right? And, you know, both teams are really happen. good. <laughs> not gonna it may not happen, but let's just, you know, hypothetically, right? I mean, it could definitely, it could happen. You know, the Islanders are a pretty good team, obviously, this year. You know, they're kind of hovering around the playoffs right now. And who knows if they get hot, they get in. But Colorado, like, I think they're fourth right now also in their division, just looking up there. But, you know, if they're in the Stanley Cup final and if it's a game six and McCarr blows a tire and there's a penalty called, you know, uh, does yeah. McCarr go, eh, not really a, not really a call there. Um, I think he skates over to the bench, to be perfectly honest with you, you know. I would hope he would, because he did it now. Yeah. I would hope that that you know that yeah. I don't think we're that far along in sportsmanship, though. That's that's my I, like. I just don't no. think we're that far along. I love no. I love the sportsmanship now, but I just yeah, you know, with 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 all the yeah. glory on the line. Yeah, it's an interesting question, uh, Steve. What do you think? Um, you know, if you you're in that situation, do you wave that off? You know, in that regard, I mean, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I don't think it would occur to me that I could tell the referee that wasn't a penalty to change his mind. So Mm -hmm. good on him for actually trying it. I I probably would have been like, well, that wasn't a penalty. And, you know, maybe told the ref, what was that for? (laughs) But I don't don't think I would have been able to change his mind. Maybe that's just mensally, uh, you know. Yeah. Referees being stubborn, but uh, yeah, most likely. <laughs> no, this is, unfortunately, this is also a bit of a sore subject for us as Flyer fans because yes, we took Nolan Patrick over Kale McCarr. Yes, yeah, allegedly, well. allegedly against some scouts' advice. But um, mm. I agree with John. I I like the sportsmanship, and I'd like to see more of it because I don't think we get enough of it. I think we're too um, athlete centric. These days, look at me, yep. look at me. And uh, this, I think, was a, a good thing. Does he do it? If he does it now, it, given how quick his reaction was, I, you know, I, I'm not like Matt. I, I look at the good in people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like to think it, if it was game six of the Stanley Cup finals, he would do the same thing. Yeah. Huh. I, I would not. It would bother me. It bothers me as a fan. If, like, mm. a phantom call is made and then, like, we mm-hmm. score on the power play. I'm like, I feel like that cheapens things, you know? Oh, yeah. sure no, does. Absolutely right. I, yeah. You know, I, I've I've been in situations where, like, oh, oh, that was a bad call. I hope we don't score on this power play. Cause that yeah. Would, yeah. That would suck. Yeah. But, you know, I, rem- like I remember uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a, a small Facebook rant uh, when uh, Jalen Hurts fell down. And one of the mm-hmm. – I, I forget what team they were playing, but he fell with them. And the, I mean, no ref went right with the flag of the, of, you know, like roughing the pass. And I'm like, oh, those wow. sloppy sons of bitches fell down. <laughs> like yeah. He wasn't trying to hurt him. He tripped over him. <laughs> yeah. My gosh. One I, one thought I, to I just bad penalty. I will call it either way too, whether it's yeah. for or against. 
my team. Like, if it's blatant, I can't stand. Well, do you remember call. a couple years ago? I think it was the Sharks, like, advanced to the next round of the playoffs mm-hmm. when they scored a goal off a hand, what should have been called a hand pass. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't want was that, that against Vegas. Over. I was that against Vegas or? Yeah. It may have been. I don't yeah. remember exactly who the opponent was, but I, I wouldn't want that hanging over me, especially no. as a player. No. You know, so if, if if I would hope that if he, if that happened again, he'd be like, well, I don't want to win this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. I, hope. I hope that this yeah. continues. My, uh, my question, and this just came to me, gents. Um, <laughs> what if the game is in New York? All of a sudden, right? You know, Macar's on the road. It's a different atmosphere. Yeah. Different atmosphere. Does he wave that off? Does he go to the ref and say, I I think it's more likely in that scenario because at home, Mm -hmm. I mean, you saw what happened. They waved off the penalty and they got booed. They got booed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, not necessarily he got booed, but the the lack of overturn of the call. The overturn of the call did. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, if he's on Long Island, they're in the UBS arena or wherever they're playing. It's some crap hole or whatever in New York. But, I mean, it's – I mean, does he wave that off? I mean, that's an interesting – you know, you're on the road. I would think – I need advantage. I was thinking with how quick that he – voiced his concern about the penalty like like steve said like he, he was that was not he was barely off the ice after getting back up like he fell he was popping up and he was he was trying to get the attention of the referee like no 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 no, that was not that was me i fell down yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah, I would, exactly i would think he, he seems like a good kid it seems like a good sportsman move like i it, it's very 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 rare to see something yeah. like this. So I'm pretty sure yeah. the shell shock of, he actually did that? Like, you'd expect the opposite from sports these days. Oh, no, yeah. Here's sure. Okay, here's my question. Mm. Defensive lineman gets flagged for uh, roughing the uh, passer. They say, yeah. you know, uh, he hit him in the head. But in reality, he actually, it just looked like it, but he missed. Yeah. Does yeah. Tom Brady get up and say, oh, no, he didn't touch me? Absolutely yeah, not. Like, Hell no. No. Tom Brady got shot by 12 people in the uh, in the <laughs> He's still rolling around, tripping over LeBron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on the player. But, I mean, that's, even right there, that's just not right, you know, at the end of the day, too. Because it's like you're, you're you know, if you're going to be equal, you know, you're on the football field. And a play like that happens, you know what I'm saying? It's like you can't give benefit of the doubt because of the GOAT. You know, he's a, he's on the football field. He's one of 22. He's not one of one out there. You know, that kind of a deal. So, I don't know. I don't know. But it's an interesting interesting thought experiment. I, I, I just, it, like I said, just wonder, like, what it would be if it were on the road. Does he wave that off? That, well, what, that's my question. Let me ask what you a question. A I'm going to answer your question <laughs> with a question. Go for it. Why, why do you think on the road makes a difference? Ah, see? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got you there. Competitive? No, competitive <laughs> advantage. Rules. <laughs> well, competitive advantage. Two minute power play on the road, tie game. You don't think that doesn't get into somebody's head all of a sudden? And it's like, you know what? We need a two man. You know, we didn't, we need a two minute power play here. I'm just I, saying. I still not don't understand, do it, Steve. That's my I, question. I, I still don't understand why the what the difference is between home and road in that. I mean. 
it to, to me what you're saying is if you feel like you need the man advantage you take it that's my point why does home or road make a difference in that well that's that's, that's the point that and that's that's my point basically at the end of the day it's where you're at i think and it's like if you're down one or you're tied and it's like first second period you want to gain that advantage against that opponent you maybe cross your mind if you're a bad seed but if you're not a bad seed and you're camel car and you wave it off no big deal you know in that regard but so you know, we'll say LeBron. 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 <laughs> LeBron. Yeah, McCarr, you don't. Okay. Exactly. All right, gentlemen, here we go with our third topic of episode 118 of Two Noobs, and we have some science news. As it always is sponsored by Mr. Steve Murray, and I love it. <laughs> here we go Things again. Are change around here, Mr. Mastrino <laughs> back there. Exactly. Maybe the third topic will be sponsored by me. Who knows? Um, but yeah, MITTechnologyReview.com article here. A startup says it's begun releasing particles into the atmosphere in an effort to tweak the climate. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, Make Sunsets is already attempting to earn revenue for geoengineering, a move likely to produce widespread, uh, or provoke, I should say, widespread criticism. Dun, dun, uh, a startup claims it has launched weather balloons that may have released reflective sulfur particles into the stratosphere. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Nothing to see here. But Nothing to see here. Potentially crossing a controversial barrier in the field of solo, solar geoengineering. Geoengineering refers to deliberate efforts to manipulate the climate. There's nothing wrong with manipulating the climate whatsoever. None. By reflecting more natural sunlight back into space, mimicking a natural process that occurs in the aftermath of large volcanic eruptions. In theory, spraying sulfur and similar particles in sufficient quantities could potentially ease global warming. It's not technically difficult to release such compounds into the stratosphere, but scientists have mostly, though not entirely, refrained from carrying out even small-scale outdoor experiments. And it's not clear that any have injected uh, materials into the specific layer of the atmosphere in the context of geoengineering-related research. That's in part because it's highly controversial. Steve, no. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Nothing. No. Steve, your thoughts <laughs> on this? Uh, highly controversial. There's nothing controversial about this whatsoever. Go ahead. What are your thoughts? Go ahead. <laughs> I will preface this by saying, yes, I... I'm totally on board with research that could uh, be done to things like this where, you know, we reverse the effects of greenhouse gas capture of, of heat on the planet. Fine with I that. second that. We, I we had a story, I, I forget when it was, months ago, where somebody had the idea of a big inflatable thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. You know, Space like, balloon hey, or something. Hey, that, yeah, it was that, like, that might be it was worth like, they, they were shooting pool noodles up into the to, to block the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to block the <laughs> some kind yeah. of inflatable toy that they were throwing up in the air. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that that research seems worthwhile. My problem yeah. with this article came in with these guys just decided apparently on their own that you're just going to start shooting sulfur up in the air <laughs> without, <laughs> without you know 
without consulting anyone else on the matter and, you know, with disregarding what other scientists have said, hey, we may want to look at this a little bit more before we start doing something like this. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Hey, hey, what the hell? I'm just going to start sprinkling. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's my ass. I'll do what I want. Hey, I, a little toasting over there. This goes Just along a sprinkle with, of sulfur over here. <laughs> this goes along with my rant that I have all the time. Shit like this should be regulated. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so when we argue with, but we always argue like when we see things like this. This is something the government should be regulating. So yeah, we should gosh. probably get on that before that happens. <laughs> Oh my god. Couldn't gosh. be able to go in your backyard and shoot things into the atmosphere going, I think we're gonna try to save you guys. Like stick to barbecuing. We, we know we know what we're doing. Yeah. We know what Shooting we're doing. Shit in it. Cool. You got you gotta love this, gents. Uh, Luke Eisman, the co-founder and CEO of Make Sunsets, this is of course the company that's doing this, acknowledges that the effort is part entrepreneurial and part provocation. Gee. No shit. An act of geoengineering <laughs> activism. He hopes that by moving ahead in the controversial space, the startup will help drive the public debate. Really? And push forward a scientific field that has faced great difficulties carrying out small-scale field experiments amid criticism. He says this. I'm doing this in the annoying voice. Quote, We joke slash not joke that this is partly a company and partly a cult. That's his quote, gents. Um... Boy. Yeah, he's uh, really uh, struck out on this uh, getting people to debate because I think <laughs> I think that one out of three of us and all of us think he's a fucking nutcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eisman, Get some uh, per- before you do this. Yeah, you think? Eisman, previously a director of hardware at Y Combinator, says he expects to be pilloried by both geoengineering critics and researchers in the field for taking such a step. And he recognizes that making me look like the Bond villain is going to be helpful to certain groups. End quote. So, Idiot. yeah, I think he is a Bond villain. No question about it. I think we need 007 on this guy immediately. It never uh, works out for the Bond villain. I'm just going to no, stop. You know, right oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it's it, it goes on, obviously. But dedicated experts in the field think such efforts are wildly premature, could have the opposite effect from what Eisman expects. Uh, Janos Pastor, executive director of the Carnegie Climate Governance Initiative. Now that sounds really expensive. Yeah, that sounds really expensive. That also he sounds said, like the alias of the supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Tit for tat, right? I mean, at the end of the day. He's the current bunny rabbit in an explosion, and then we're all going to pay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the current state of science is not good enough to either reject or to accept, let alone implement solar solar geoengineering good quote by the way to go ahead with implementation at this stage is a very bad idea he added comparing it to chinese scientist he jinkyu's decision to use crispr to edit the dna of embryos while the scientific community was still debating the safety and ethics of such a step so that was a very controversial chinese Mm -hmm. experiment where you can manipulate dna and that's like the imprint of like you know i mean come on that's that's how we got jurassic park um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you got to watch out for the Barbasol can. Good job exactly. for my mom there. She always, you know, that kind of deal. So, uh, <laughs> your scientists were so concerned with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think whether they should. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeff Goldblum is the greatest actor <laughs> in the history of mankind. I don't care he what might, he everyone might be. else. He might be. He might just be. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, here we go. Final topic of episode 118 and kicking off, obviously, the new year, 2023, for two noobs. Great article here from Gizmodo.com. A new ruling could make deceptive movie trailers a target for legal action, which yes! I was very happy to read and love it. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love this thing. Um, you will have to tell your story when the time comes. I definitely will. I definitely will in the midst of this, yeah. <laughs> When two fans of Anna de Armas rendered yesterday after seeing the Armas in the trailer, only to realize at the end of the movie that her part had been cut, they were so unhappy they went to court over it. And they won. Good. Rather bizarre free speech case, a federal judge ruled in favor of the moviegoers over the protests of Universal Studios, saying that the studios cannot release deceptive movie trailers. Woo-hoo! Connor Wolf and Peter Michael Rosa each paid $3.99 to rent yesterday an alternate history speculative film about the disappearance of the Beatles on Amazon Prime. The Armistice part was cut after filmgoers responded that they didn't enjoy the fact that the main character's love interest had competition in the form of the Armistice character. They were the Wolf and Rosa are seeking at least five million dollars. I gotta love it with these like folks that's that pay three dollars. That's excessive. That's I mean, bucks. I mean, you know, I gotta change the life. Crux of the case came down to this: is a trailer a commercial, or is it an artistic, expressive work? If it's the former, then studios have an obligation to the consumer. If it's the latter, studios have a lot more leeway with what they can show and produce as a trailer, which is obviously preferable to being restricted by laws like California's false advertising law and unfair competition law, both of which were determined to be in effect for trailers according to the current rule. Variety reports that Universal cited many different films that had trailers that included footage and animation that didn't appear in the finished film. One of the examples they used, 1993's Jurassic, Jurassic Park, gents. No kidding. Um, yeah, the teaser trailer, which doesn't show any footage used in the film, but does provide a kind of prologue to the film itself. Well, see, that I I distinguish that. Yeah. If mm-hmm. your trailer, because you could do a trailer yep. that doesn't actually show scenes from the movie, but kind of gives you sort of uh, an introduction or, or a prologue or something along that line kind of gives you an idea of what the movie's supposed to be about. I, mm-hmm. I don't need to see scenes, and oftentimes I find it preferable not to, because you, you go overboard and you've given away everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. So that, I, I view that as different than what happened to these people, or what mm-hmm. happened similarly when, when you do use scenes that are supposed to be from the movie, and then you end up cutting them. Yeah. Um, that Those are two different things to me. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's interesting too, uh, John. What I mean before I go on my uh, my overview, <laughs> your, <rant. kidding. laughs> <laughs> your tangent. Thought on this? What do you think? Um, in regards, to I was this? telling I was yeah. telling you guys in pre-production. I I uh, I mentioned this article to my wife because she's a huge a huge movie buff, and I was like, "Yeah, that, did you read this yet?" And she was like, "She was like, no, but that happened with uh, with uh, the new Halloween movie." The entire yeah. – there's nothing mm-hmm. – like there was there were scenes in that trailer that had 
were not in the movie. And it was basically just scene after scene after scene for the movie. That's what the trailer was. And yeah. I didn't even know it was a thing um, that that movie theaters or movie companies were doing this. That they would shoot film and then keep it in even if it was cut out of the movie. That pisses me off because like, yeah. <laughs> the reason I watch a movie is because I watched a trailer and I was like, I kind of – I want to see that movie because of what I just saw. You can't yeah. and that's, and put it in the movie. I yeah. think that's what drove the decision here. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, the, mm-hmm. This particular case I think is – really clear cut because these people were just fans of the particular actress. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so they saw the actress in the trailer. They decided they wanted to see it because she would be in it. And when she wasn't, it's like, well, you know, what the hell? Yeah. I think why did I left clear cut. Because I don't... <laughs> but I think yeah. that's, that's what drove the decision is trailers are designed intentionally uh-huh. to drive people to watch the film. Yes. You don't just like, mm -hmm. you don't just like, I'm going to put it. That's why it's not, I I view it less as an artistic expression. Like, I'm just going to do a trailer. Yeah. No, no. It's a trailer because you want people to come see the real art, which is the film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, I'm not driven by maybe, maybe one movie a year, maybe a movie every two years where I'll see a director I like, I'll see actors that I like, and I'll be like, you know what? I don't need a trailer. I'm kind of interested in that little read that I read. I can go, but that rarely, my movie watching, that rarely happens. Most of the time it's because I watched a movie and saw a trailer at the end of the movie. And I was like, oh, well, that's something I want. Mental note, I want to see that movie. That's something that I like. Yeah, exactly. I also agree with the, like the Jurassic Park one that Steve was talking about. Like, yep. Batman, I have no issue if Batman just fla- uh, flies up a Batman sign, you show Gotham City what you, you interpret it to mm-hmm. be, and then maybe, yep. like, an ear of Batman. That's fine for me. Like, I'm not mad at that. Like, oh, that wasn't yep. in the movie. I'd be fine with that. But yeah. we, also, we, also know, we also know those characters. But blatantly having... Pick Matthew McConaughey walking across the screen, playing a new character, right? And I'm like, man, I really like Matthew McConaughey, and he's not yeah. the dude. That, that's that's massive. Yeah, yeah. that is huge. No, that's a great point. I could no, yeah. Man, like, why the hell is it? I, just you just flash trailers for months of this person in the movie, and they're not even yeah. in the movie. Not yeah, for five million dollars, I think that's a little bit too much, you know, that kind of deal. Yeah, Give me the fine. refund back, you know, that kind of deal. Um, now, okay, my rant here. Now, yes. this applies somewhat to me, I guess you could say. I was horribly upset at the Transformers movie. We're talking the 2007 movie that came out. Okay. Uh, because I was expecting heading into that movie. War of the Worlds, right? You know, the Autobots and Decepticons, they're coming to Earth and they're duking it out. They're beating us, you know, that kind of deal. And what we got was just the movie was nothing like it was what I was expecting the movie to be. Yes. Because we got Megan Fox staring at Optimus Prime for what seemed like 30 minutes and going, why are you here? Yeah. (laughs) Like that. Just staring into, you know. Come on, you know, a little bit better acting ability. I'm just asking for that, please. You know, it's just like, I almost, I think I even shouted, wait for it. You know, <laughs> when she, comes, she said the line. But, um, yeah, that that pissed me off because it was like I was expecting this 
And it was shot as if it was going to be like a War of the Worlds type of thing, that they're both alien invasions and they're coming to Earth and all that kind of stuff. They continue their war on Cybertron and whatever, and you have like the human, what are the humans going to do, all that kind of shit. And that just didn't take place in the entire movie. It was, you know, it was basically a kids movie, kids comedy movie, mm-hmm. essentially. Kids, you know, action comedy movie. I left. And I left times. there so incredibly disappointed because I was thinking like I was expecting one thing and got another, and it was like well, that really didn't work out. Um, and I've hated Transformers ever since uh, in that regard. So um, I don't know if that had anything to do with this, but I mean it's similar in that regard. If, it's, it, if a trailer deceives you, I don't know if that's something that you know that's probably separate from this. I'm guessing. Well, if the well, trailer the, deceives, it, it should be just like a commercial deceives you. If a trailer deceives you, it should be yeah. just like a commercial because yeah. you're not allowed to put on TV, you know, mm-hmm. Senka coffee cures cancer, you know, buy it now. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Steve, what were we going to say? Go ahead. So, yes, what you're talking about is similar. And I do think there's a lot of trailers that portray the movie as something other than mm. what it turns out to be. And that's the oh. whole point behind the uh, the Honest Trailers series on YouTube. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. Which, yeah, I love that. Which yeah. tells you, you know, exactly what the movie <laughs> is uh, versus what the trailer would show. Um, I think you may also have a different issue, which is quality of the movie, <laughs> which is probably so. less compensable. Yes, than false yeah. advertising. Unfortunately, I was just gonna got my hopes up, and I was like, "Well, maybe I could supervive it." No, <laughs> no, that well, takes way more. I seem to recall part of your derision was also because your favorite character was ruthlessly killed. Yeah, by Megatron, it was terrible. Yes. Ripped in half. It was horrible. I was like, "That is terrible." That it's like I'm just sitting there in the movie. Great, Chaz is dead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And it wasn't even like it wasn't even a glorious death. He was just like ripped apart, like torn to shreds. It was like really. He was like it was my boy. He was my guy. He was the Porsche in the in the animated you know series. It was terrible, horrible. Um. So Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry it was awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but well, yeah, do they do they get their five million? Or did they just win the? Uh, I, well, I mean, it would indicate to me that they did win the, you know, they won I mean, the, they they won the case, the liability, yes, I guess. The case, I don't think they got the $5 million. If they, if they do, they should take that $5 million and write a movie that we all want to watch and put a r- responsible trailer up. That's what they should do with that money. If they're going to win $5 million from that, they, they, need to, they need to pay us back. Yeah, it's it's interesting here in this article, Jen. So I'm just going to read this here. While this seems at first glance to be a clear and uh, to be a clear and precise, the fact is that trailers often show deleted scenes, which is true, unused footage or altered final footage for their use. Marvel Studios, for example, has made it marketable in and of itself that it would create shots specifically to use in advertising that were never intended to be in the final movie. Well, again, obfuscate pop points like uh, including footage in, of the Hulk and trailers for Avengers Infinity War, despite the it. final movie. Yeah, having as I want to bury, yeah. as much as I want to bury Marvel because I hate it. Yeah, uh, there is a difference between shooting something for the trailer, yeah, intentionally, mm-hmm. yeah. That, but I think what it has to be is like when you completely change something yes critical yeah. yeah may or may not you know nobody's 
<laughs> like John's like nobody's going to the movie like oh they didn't show that part of Batman's ear I'm pissed off you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah like, you have to look at the context yeah you know was it really that important to making you go or you saw Batman it's, it's different if you see Batman's ear and you go in and there's no Batman yeah that's a bit different <laughs> yeah yeah that exactly. would be actionable to me <laughs> exactly exactly right yeah all right gents well that's it Another episode in the books. First one for 2023. Episode 118 is in oh, the shit, can. Oh shit! 2023. Oh my. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. Yeah, exactly. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we're looking forward, of course, to episode 119 next week as we we dive right in, guys, to 2023. It's always going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. So until then, gentlemen, have a great week, and we'll look for you next week. Take care. Hey, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Two Noobs Talking. If you want to see more of Two Noobs, you can check us out on our various social media platforms located right here. Until then, see you next week with another episode of Two Noobs Talking. Take care.